Thank you, Christine. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. Welcome to all of you. And if you are joining us online, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us. If this is one of your first times here, we'd like to especially welcome you today. We do have a welcome basket that we'd like to give to you. Lisa will find you either during the meet and greet time or after the service, or maybe you can find her. But we just want to say especially welcome uh, to you. We are we know you had a choice on where to go to church this morning, and uh, we are blessed that you came here. We hope that you find a blessing in today's service. Uh, you got some nice people sitting around you. Do me a favor. Uh, Give, give, the, give your neighbor a big smile just to know that this is the church of the warm heart. <laughs> well, hopefully that was more nice than creepy. We appreciate it. <laughs> ah. uh, you guys are wonderful. We appreciate you very, very much. Uh, Claudia is our worship leader this morning, and she may or may not have a couple of announcements for us today. Ah, may or may not. Yes, I do have one very important announcement. It is the Volunteer Ice Cream Social Appreciation, today from 1 to 2.30. So we had our grandson with us Friday night. And before bed, I said, do you need a little snack? And he said, yes. And I said, well, how about some ice cream? He said, Nana, you don't eat ice cream at night. You only did it after dinner. <laughs> I don't know where that kid gets his information, but you can eat ice cream anytime. So come at 1 this afternoon if you are a volunteer, and we will enjoy ice cream together. And I am going to turn the mic over to Don Brister, who also has an announcement. Don, you've had an announcement like for the last several Sundays. I know it. A long, long time ago in a land far, far away, at the greatest university in the United States, I took a speech course. And I'll never forget the instructor said his most important thing is to know your audience. I can always tell, when I get up here to talk, and it's always about money, if I pull out three or four pages, there's a little, little, I don't know how to describe it, but a little hush goes around. It's like, oh, no. Today, one little card. <laughs> know your audience. That's right. I don't know how many of you watch the screen up here and you see the financial report as it comes up. Today, there's a new one. Before, for the last three Sundays, at the end of June, we were, at the end of June, we were, we were $17,000 in the whole, just for that month. Total for the year, $73,314. We were in the, in the red. I want you to look at the figure that's up there now for the end of July. We are 43000 no, let's see. Thirty thousand dollars in the in the uh, in the red. We cut that figure from seventy three to thirty, so we cut forty two thousand dollars off of our year to date figures. And that's due to a couple of things. 
Uh, I don't know that we've ever had $101,000 in giving for one month since I've been going here, and that's 15-plus years. December. Take December out. Take this. Okay, December, right. We get a lot December, but during the middle of the year. Had a couple of reasons for that. We have some givers that give once a year, and they just happen to give in the month of July. A lot of people that, uh, that are my age have to have a required minimum distribution of their retirement, and a lot of people gave that during the month of July. But the big thing was the challenge. And we had two members of our church at Challenge. If they each put up $5,000, and if we met that, uh, they, would, they would match it. So up to $5,000. So with their $5,000 twice, $10,000, our total money we raised for the challenge was $21,495, which is part of that uh, 101 that we received. So the challenge worked. Now we've cut our deficit to $30,000, and now the, the, uh, the goal ahead is to not fall back. We need to keep doing that so that we don't get down to the end of the year and panic because we need to uh, get, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars each month to get back to where we need to be. So, great report. Thank you. I'm always amazed at what the people of this church do when, when, when asked. And yes, Mary, I'm putting my hand up. Mary, Nurse Rich gets mad if I don't leave my hand up. Uh, one thing to remember. 21 days, 21 days, and that's all I'm going to say. You figure it out. Three weeks away, 21 days. I call it, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah. who did the Aggies play? Yeah. Let it go with that. Let's... Let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
going to make you stand up again, All if right. you can. Right. <laughs> you can't excited. sit through that one anyway. <laughs> I got excited. It's all right. It's a good song to get excited about. We are going to be joining our voices together in the Affirmation of Faith. It's page 887 in your hymnal. If you need it, if you're short and you can't see the screen from back there, I'm just mentioning that might be a possibility. Or it will be on the screen. Please join with me. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all things, we are more than conquerors through the one who loved us. We are sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now you can sit down again. Thanks, Claudia. Unless you're a kiddo, if you're a kiddo like fifth grade and down, come on up. This is your time in worship. I'm Cassie Collins, the children's minister at the Church of the Warm Heart. So you guys, I see you have your backpacks. Are you excited for the school year? Yeah? (laughs) Sort of, a little bit. Well, I'm praying you have an awesome school year and that you guys have so much fun with your new teachers and friends. And also remember, it's an opportunity for you to show Jesus' love and kindness every day to all the people you see at school. And so to help you remember that, we have got you some goodies, and I'm going to show you guys and everybody else so you can see what's in here. But we have a sling pack that says, show kindness, reflect God's love, and it's reflective, so if you wear it, you'll be safe at night. And then, well, there's a note in there and an activity book about God's promises. We have a cool bracelet and stamper. There's this glow-in-the-dark pen that says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And then this cute little pack with a Bible verse that reminds you that you're all God's children because of your faith in Jesus. And of course, I put some sweets in there just for fun. So we want you guys to remember that me And all the people here at the Church of the Warm Heart love you, and we just hope you have the best school year yet. We're going to do a backpack blessing now. Here you go. All right, kiddos, could you do me a favor? Could you stand up? Yep, I'm talking to you, kiddos. All right. And tell you what, Cassie, can you help them? Can you put them kind of in a triangle and so uh, one person can touch the other kid's backpack in front of them? We'll do a little laying on of hands backpack style. Well, today we have before us backpacks to be carried to and from school by the children and, and the kids gathered here. These backpacks will contain the work 
to be done and work that is done to be returned. Books to be studied, tools to complete homework, notebooks, pencils, pens, protractors, crayons, compasses, all the things used for schoolwork to find their way in and out of these backpacks. So Lord, we ask that you bless the wearer of these, that they may grow in your love and godliness together, and that we as a congregation have a prayer for them that is also up on the screen for us to say together. Gracious God, bless these students ready to learn and learn. Bless these backpacks to carry books and lunches. May they be reminded that they also carry with them the love of this congregation. Bless their teachers and their calling to teach and care for our children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Good morning, church. This is the time of our service where we take a moment to center our hearts and our minds, our souls, to prepare and receive the message for today. This is a time of our service where we come together in an attitude of prayer and share prayer requests and concerns that we have on our hearts with one another. If you have a prayer request that you would like to share, this is a time to share it aloud. Then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, Creator God, we sing a new song of your glory. It is in the beauty of the sea and in the starlit sky. It is in the forests and the mountains that we see your hand. Lord God, your light is interwoven through all of your creation. Help us to be in tune with this truth by gaining a knowledge that we are connected by your light and that your light is the source of all life, for it is sacred. May we hold this wisdom close to our hearts. And may it guide us in our relationships with creation, with family and neighbors, and with you. Teach us, Lord, how to honor these relationships, for they are sacred. And Lord, today we gather together to worship you, your people, your family. And we come together to pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jen. Thank you, Cunies. I appreciate the gift of music. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. And uh, I was, as I was also sitting here, I was going, 21 days, 21 days. Uh, college football, I got a feeling that's a, that's a reference to, and uh, it's been in the news lately. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that times are weird, but our church softball team got invited to join the Pac-12, so I don't know what that says uh, about, about them. Uh, yeah, let's move on with worship as willing and able. Let us stand for our next hymn, God of Love.
be seated. Our scripture lessons this morning come from three different books, so you can find them in your pew Bibles or follow along on the screen. The first one is from Exodus 20, verse 12, continuing in our study of the, 12, of the Ten Commandments. Pack 12, Pastor Mike, I just made 12 commandments. <laughs> ten commandments, still only ten. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord. The, uh, live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Next, we will go to the New Testament, Romans. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter twelve, verses nine through eighteen. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with them one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay evil. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Our final passage comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of bitterness, rage, and anger— brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. May God add a rich blessing that we will hear these words this morning. Amen. Who we are is based on where we came from. And so it's fitting that we honor our parents on two different holidays. Uh, We continue our look at the Ten Commandments today, and we shall look at the fifth command. Honor your mother and your father. You remember the Ten Commandments. Moses up on the mountain gets the tablets from God. These are the ten big ones. We've already dealt in the last four Sundays of the first four commandments, and those four had to do with our relationship to God. Uh, No other gods, no idols, don't take my name in vain. Last week we talked about honoring the Sabbath. And then there are six commands that deal with how we uh, relate to each other. No coveting, no stealing, no adulterating, no lying, no murdering, and honor, honor your parents. And to be honest, I'm a bit surprised that honoring your mom and dad made the top ten. 
Because when I think of the most important laws out there on the books, yeah, this, this is the only command that we have that's actually a positive. The other commands, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And then we finally get a do, something we are supposed to do. How important does God take this command? It made the top 10. Matter of fact, it's the very first law that God gave in the ones that we relate to each other. It comes before murdering. It comes before lying. It comes before adulterating and all those things that, you know, all, all, all those laws. It's the first one on how we relate to each other. So because it says has such a high place in the biblical code, we're going to take a look at it this morning. So as I, was, as I was looking at this, as I was studying, it, just, it, it, it surprises me in a good way that God puts both father and mother in the command. Why is that a big deal, I hear you ask? How do I know the Bible is true? Only God would write this down at this time in history. Think about it. In the history of the world, with very few exceptions, it's it's been a man's world. It's the men who run politics. It's the men who made history. It's the men that we remember out of the history books. I think I did this with a Bible study a while back. I'm going to see if I can pull it off in here. Uh, Think of famous women in history before 1500. Before 1500. Popcorn one out. Non-biblical, famous women in history. Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, 1400s. I missed it. Famous composer. Ask the music teacher in the back. Yeah. I got three. That's it? Honestly, I can only come up with one more myself. You know, Isabella of Spain, and because and she, she was connected to Columbus, right? Guys, if I ask you to name guys in history before 1500, you can go through all the emperors of Rome. You can go to the ancient saints. You can go to the Greek philosophers. You, you, you can go to all these places. And, 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 and this is what we studied in history. Thank goodness it's changing. We have a long way to go. But can you name any females out of the Bible? Let's try that. Females out of the Bible. Dorcas, I love Dorcas. Yeah, you could just you could just name them out, can't you? The, the stories of our faith are so important that that both of us are represented, male and female. He created them, right? It's in Scripture that females get some due. We know about Sarah. And Abram. We know about Rebecca and Isaac. We know about Eve and Adam. We know more about Mother Mary than we do about Joseph. Together, equal. And we have it in the Ten Commandments. At a day and age when the world only cared about men, when the emphasis was on fatherhood and parentage and lineage, In a day and age when the men were the pants in the family, God tells us to honor not just dad, but you're in this together, mother and father. 
This was the command that we hated as kids. Isn't it? Did your parents ever pull this one on you? Always, yeah. Yeah, honor your mother and father. Honor me. I hated this as when I was a kid. I kind of like it now. It's pretty cool right now. But we, t- we take this, we take this, I think we take it wrong. I think we take it a little wrong. When Moses brought down the commands off the mountain, I think we have a little picture here. Uh, when Moses came down uh, from the mountain, he gave it to his people. I don't know if we have a picture or not. Which people? Did, oh, he's going to it. There we go. Now, of course, we don't have pictures back then. But uh, look at all the people who are there. What kind of people are they? Israelites. What age? Do you see kids? I don't see any kids. 20s, 30s, 40s, a couple, couple uh, uh, of, our, of our saints in there as well. Yeah. Gave it to the adults. This command was not given to the children. This command was given to adults. They're wandering through the desert. Hard enough to take a toddler. Have you ever taken a kid on a road trip? <laughs> Do you know what's harder than taking a kid on a road trip? Taking your in-laws. <laughs> In a loving, kind way. I love my in but it, it, you're, you're going through the desert 40 years. Do you know how, do you know how uh, tempting it could be for an unscrupulous Israelite just to drop off granny and grandpa on a rock and say, we'll come back for you. That's why this is in here. Not for the little kids to honor your mom and dad. This is for us. Honor your parents who need the help. A little extra help, a little TLC. Matter of fact, in a Jewish tradition, still held today, when a, a child in the Jewish tradition becomes of a certain age, 12, 13, they become a part of the religious community on their own volition. And they call that, for a boy, they call it a bar mitzvah, and for a girl, they call it a bat mitzvah. And at that time, at that time, that's when they take on the laws for themselves. Before that, they really don't have an obligation to the law. Now, they're raised in the law, but they just haven't declared for themselves that we want to follow these rules, this tradition, our culture. The law is for the adults. Honor your father and mother does not apply to kids. It applies to us. So if your parents ever say, honor your ma and pa, you can shoot back, yes, you are supposed to honor your ma and pa. And we are watching how you do that. We are watching how you take care of your parents so we know how to take care of you. (laughs) It's a little bit different. That obligation uh, is not gone once you're out of your house. This, you know, think about these times. This is before Social Security. This is before social services. The family unit was the safety net. And you had large families because you needed a big net. You had large families. They're not as large today, right? Uh, Do you remember some large families back in the day? 10, 13, some kids? 16 kids? I'm just, just, well, let's let's just try this. Uh, How many of you had uh, more than one sibling? Two siblings, three or more, four or more, five or more, 
Six or more. Seven or more. Eight or more. Nine or more. Ten or more. Eleven or more siblings. Twelve or more. Twelve or more. What's your, what's your number? Nope. Twelve. Twelve. You needed that many to work on the farm. And, and, and you hoped, praise God, out of ten kids, one could take care of you in your own, own age. Right? Honor your parents. Wait a minute. It says honor, doesn't it? It doesn't say listen, does it? doesn't say listen to your parents. And it certainly doesn't say obey your parents. It says honor. What is that supposed to mean? Doesn't doesn't even say love your parents, does it? Honor. Honoring your parents is the responsibility of children of any age. Honor implies respect, esteem, and in there there's affection and love and fidelity, appreciation, forgiveness. But honor, be a blessing in other people's lives. But we could also see this verse misapplied. Telling a child who has been a victim of abuse that they must honor their parents. It's not realistic and it's not appropriate. I remember someone in my office years ago at another church. uh, She said, my parents are not worthy of honor. My dad was a sleazeball. My mom was an alcoholic. It is really tough to honor people who are not worthy of honor. But I like how the Apostle Paul puts it in the letter to the Romans, if it's possible, if it's possible, as much as it depends upon you, just live at peace with everyone. Maybe they don't deserve honor. Maybe they don't care about you now, but as much as it depends upon you, live at peace with everyone. Because I'll tell you the truth, we should remember that none of us have, none of us had perfect parents. And none of us will be a perfect parent. My kids are sitting in the back right now. They, well, I got one kid who can't wait for Youth Sunday. Because I tell stories about them and they, oh, they got some stories they want to tell about me. <laughs> they want to turn about fair play. <laughs> Wisdom and grace is needed in dealing with our families. An attitude of forgiveness toward each other. Ephesians chapter 4, what was Claudia read, be kind and compassionate to each other, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Families are tough. Sometimes your moms and dads are tough. Sometimes your kids make you ever wonder. <laughs> we, we got, we got uh, uh, someone who once told us, you know, the kids grow up so fast, if you blink, you'll miss it. And there are some days that we're like, blink, 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 blink. And they are the same way. We can't wait to fly and be free. There was once a mom who became quite old. She was infirmed and she couldn't get around as much anymore. And she had to move in with her son's family. And it wasn't working out too good because, well, mom was forgetful and didn't always put things away. She wasn't always that neat and sometimes would drop things. And uh, there, was a, there was a meal where they, they made her plate and they were passing it to mom. And mom got it, but she, just too much shaking and plate fell off and, 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 and shattered on the, on, the, on, the, on the floor. 
And the daughter-in-law said, that's it. That's it. No more fine china for grandma. And she told her husband, go down to the store and get a tin plate or a plastic plate. Get something. So after the meal, he went off, got a, came back, had two tin plates. And the, and, the, and the wife was like, why'd you get two tin plates? And husband said, this one's for you when you get old. One thing we all have in common, we all have or have had parents. Jesus was no exception. He even died fulfilling this command, honoring your father and mother up on the cross. John, this is your mom. Mom, this is now your son. You are never too old to honor your parents, and your parents are never too old to be honored. If Jesus could honor his mom while he's dying on the cross, how much more should we honor our parents while we're living? And the older they get, the more determined we should be to love them and look after them. They are a blessing, not a burden. So are your parents still living? How is your relationship with them? Do you make room for your, in your schedule for them because your kids are watching? How you treat your parents will be how you, they, will, they will someday treat you. If I were to ask your parents, do you feel honored by your son or by your daughter? How would they respond? This is the one uh, command that has a blessing. God will honor you if you honor your parents. Paul tells us this is the first command with a blessing. Do this so that you will live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Our society is wrapped up in how we treat our families. We cannot repay the gift of life that we have received from our parents, worthy of honor or not. But we can take this gift of life and use it to bring honor and glory to them and to our Father in heaven. And the family of God said, Amen. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who participate in the giving to this church. You make this place happen. We live by volunteers around here. Uh, volunteers make this place happen. We hope to see you at the Volunteer Appreciation uh, Ice Cream here at 1 o'clock in the Family Life Center. Uh, just, just a word and a prayer. During the offertory, I'd like to share something about uh, what, what the offertory goes to, a ministry here or a love thing that we do over there or, or how we support these folk over here. But in the news, I don't know if you've caught what's going on in Maui right now. Uh, Lahaina and uh, parts of, of, of the island are just plain gone. Six years ago today, this day, I looked that up, honey bunny, six years ago today, it was a Sunday, my wife and children and I, we were at the Lahaina United Methodist Church. And that church uh, burned to the ground this week. We got word from the pastor that he and his wife are safe and that uh, he, is, he is off island on another island, but they're making all the phone calls they can and they believe that everyone in their church is also safe. So praise God for that. Uh, but he says the church is not a building, it's, it's the people. And so they have a long road ahead of them. I'm sure there'll be uh, some efforts that we will all put together to, to, to help the folk in Hawaii. Uh, but it also, it's, it's, it's never good, but when a tragedy happens like this, I always have to say, are, 
Are we insured? What's our... Did you know that some of our offertory, just a little tiny piece, also goes to insurance? Just to let you know that should anything happen here, we are covered. Can I hear a praise God? Praise Praise God. Thank you for your gifts today.
because I won't be silenced by the grave. And your praise goes on. I'll be right. As a willing and able, let us stand for our doxology and prayer. share in our prayer. God of life, Savior of the poor, receive with our gifts gratitude for your goodness, penitence for our pride, and dedication to your service in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And please share in our closing hymn, which is the church's one foundation.
God is good. All the time. I pray that you'll join us for our coffee hour, which is right outside these doors. Turn a left, cross the alley, you'll find our fellow, uh, Family Life Center. And we hope that you'll join us for a time of just fellowship and, and togetherness. May the God that brought us to get together today go with you now and forevermore. That as we celebrate the family of mother and father, as we celebrate uh, who we are as children of you, may we go with God's love, peace, and grace. Amen.